Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Rachel, and we are reviewing Otterly Irresistible by Aaron Nicholas. This is book one of the Boys of the Bayou Gone Wild series, which is a spinoff from the Boys of the Bayou series. You want to go ahead and read the synopsis from Goodreads? Yep. What happens when a smoking hot but grouchy vet meets a sunny and sassy optimist? And opposites attract grumpy boss small town romance that's utterly irresistible. Broody wildlife veterinarian Griffin Foster is done. Done trying to save the world. Done getting attached. He's been fired twice for standing his ground and now he's going to be content, by God, in small town Louisiana. In a small veterinary practice where there will only be small problems. Quiet and boring though? Um, no. He's been adopted by a loud, crazy Cajun family with a tiny petting zoo for him to care for. Hey, it's not endangered tigers at a nationally renowned zoo, but a family of otters and all the gumbo he can eat isn't a bad deal. Until she shows up, again. The sunny, gorgeous optimist who stole his heart and his favorite shirt two months ago, who clearly hasn't heard the word no enough in her life, and who was the first woman to put even a tiny crack in his don't get attached wall. Charlotte Charlie Landry is the new marketing consultant for the family swamp boat tour company and petting zoo. It might not have been her plan, but she is all in, ready to grow the business, whether the hot grumpy vet likes it or not. He doesn't. Worse, sparring with his unforgettable one night stand is more fun than he's had in a long time. But watching Where's Designer Dresses Charlie find her dream job amongst a bunch of goats, alpacas, and otters is a surprise. And her helping him find his passion again is, well, irresistible. Okay, so the release date is April 20th, 2021. The tropes are grumpy sunshine, co-workers, family series, small town, and surprisingly slow burn, which I was not expecting. Because the put-out percentage, the actual put-out percentage is 60%. There's a moment early on that is like they're claiming is the one-night stand, but it isn't really because there's they don't fully go the whole way but so i count it as 60 percent. so i would also count it as 60 (laughs) percent. but i will say that scene in the barn like when they first meet it was really hot it was really hot i agree okay so let's talk about griffin because he was honestly one of my favorite parts of this entire book like he is grumpy he is very set in the fact that like he is just there to work and do nothing else like he doesn't want to get attached to these landries but they have a they have a habit of like pulling you in yeah I loved him I loved how grumpy he was without being like a bad person or like a jerk Mm -hmm. really he's just grumpy and the grumpiness comes from you know not wanting the attachments Mm -hmm. not not anything else I think a big part of his grumpiness too is he's pretty jaded because he has these really strong convictions about animals and how they should be treated and people following the rules and when they don't follow the rules he gets really upset because he has such a big heart when it comes to these animals and I think that's a big part of it is because he talks about why he got fired at his last job and when you hear about it you're like 
well, I totally get why you got fired and you had the reaction that you did, but his boss and the people like around him did not see it that way because of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really just thought he was such a sweetheart because mm-hmm. of the animal thing. Like, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Charlie. So when they first meet, Charlie is decked out and like she is decked out. Like they're at the triple wedding for um, the Landry boys, like Owen, Sawyer and Josh. And so she is in a very fancy dress, has like her eyelashes on, her nails are done, like super expensive high heels. Like, and so he gets this picture of her that is not a hundred percent because she (laughs) is very, very layered yes i completely agree he did not even remotely get the full picture of who she truly was Mm -hmm. by the way she was dressed at the wedding no and but that introduction and how happy she is and the fact that she he tells her he does not want to dance and she's like but why? Like, why does he not want to dance with me? But she doesn't do it in such a way that she comes off as spoiled or snarky or like bratty. It's just honestly, like, I'm a really nice person. Why won't he dance with me? Yeah. It, it seemed like almost like a genuine curiosity, Mm -hmm. like, like, but give me your reasons. Like, like why I don't get it. Not like, not bratty. Like you said, Mm -mm. It was just a sweet, like, curiosity, like, huh. uh -huh. And that was the big thing, like, throughout the story with Charlie's character is, like, she, she does, like, the done up, like, princess, but she gets down in the dirt, in the muck, without question, without fail, and has no issue, like, doing the hard work, too, and so she grew up out, like, away from the Landry's and Shreveport, Um, but her family, like she would go there every summer and visit a lot and she would be in the mix of everything and down in the bayou and loved it. And that was a huge part of her personality and like a part of her life source. So I love the fact that she was like this really done up person at times and like had these goals that she thought she had, but then she comes home to this place and really finds herself Mm -hmm. again. Yeah, I I thought that's what made her such a great character is that she what she was so far from one dimensional mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she could be she could be kind of like a chameleon almost and yeah. not in a bad way she Mm-mm. fit in everywhere because she was just that kind of person she was so genuine too like she right. was a genuine person like when he asked her when she comes back he is aware that this kid named Charlie is coming to help, but he met her as Charlotte. And so he is flabbergasted when Charlie comes like strolling in and he's like cutoffs and a tank top. But so he has her clean out this kennel, but she, so she's in like muck boots, like has a mask, like tampon shoved up her nose. Cause it's just, it's uh, so bad. And he is surprised that she was able and willing to go in there without complaint because he had this picture of her in his mind from their first encounter based on what she was wearing but at the same time the way their first meeting came about and the things she did like in that dress like he shouldn't have been surprised at the same time 
No, I think that's kind of like where his jadedness came in too. Mm -hmm. Like he kind of refused to see all of the things about her and chose to kind of fixate on that one thing that maybe would have kept her a little, like pushed her away a little. He wanted to keep that distance. Like he did not want any strings of any kind like he right didn't want to make lasting relationships he didn't want to go his go-to was flings and she she saw a part of him that he was really surprised because there's a moment where she talks about like his personality and what he thinks about certain things and he's shocked at how easily she can read him yeah yeah, I definitely thought like it he put her in that box to kind of make mm-hmm. it easier on him. Yeah. Like he he didn't want to see that she had all of these layers because that made her more likable mm-hmm. and maybe more like easier for her to scale all of his walls. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I do want to talk about the animals a little bit because they're a huge part of this story. Yes. And so these animals they have a petting zoo they have alpacas they have otters and as the story progresses the petting zoo expands and they get I don't want to tell you what kind of animals they get because it kind of like it kind of like ruins a couple points in the story but it is adorable the way in which some of these animals come out yes and come to the um to the petting zoo but so they have the most adorable names (laughs) <laughs> and there's such an important part of the storyline. <clears throat> yeah, I love like everything about all of the animals in mm-hmm. this book. Well, and it's funny because they all are like have the alpacas, but they refer to them as llamas, and like everybody's correcting everybody, and and then they get like new stuff, and it's it becomes kind of this moment between Charlie and Griffin, like the animals and surprising each other. And, and I mean, it's their love language almost like giving each other these animals, but Griffin, but Griffin has this special connection with the goats and sugar, the goat, I think is my favorite thing out of this whole entire book. So sugar has a, has taken a liking to Griffin and follows him around and gets very jealous. And so there are moments in the story and it's just so funny the way that she is this goat I know I wondered like how Aaron even came up with all of all of like those scenes and pretty much everything with the animals like it Mm -hmm. was so unique I've never really read a book where the animals are like one there's so many different animals there are and the otters were like griffin's conscious and therapists and like it's almost like they're talking to him but they're not (laughs) but it's just adorable and i i think it's really interesting like i've read books with animals and they are like this outlandish piece of the puzzle an outlandish piece of the story and it works really well and it's like they're this funny moment but these these animals were almost a character in themselves but right. the town of Artrey or off, I don't know how to say it. I think it's, it's a made up town if I am right. Cause I tried to Google it to see how to pronounce it and I couldn't find it. So I'm thinking it's like based on an actual place but not a real place. But anyway, but the town of Autre or this place that starts with an A and like the animals themselves are 
they're characters in themselves. Like the, the town is this entity and the, the animals, like they're such a defining factor in the story. Yes, I completely agree that they were like their own characters. They weren't mm -hmm. like this kind of like device used to like only- Extend it. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Like they were definitely their own characters. They weren't a distraction. Mm -hmm. They and they had like, a they had a point like every time those animals were on the page like there was a point to it it wasn't like oh i'm gonna put a scene with these these pets or these animals or this zoo um to extend this story and make it different but like every time like there was something with the animals like there was a emotion a feeling like a purpose mm -hmm. behind it yeah they were definitely key to the story like mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been the same without them mm -mm. So Griffin and Charlotte, when he first finds out that she's working for him, he decides like he's done, like that's the end of like their flirtation, like, but Charlie is not okay with that because she's made the decision that they are going to be together in some one way or another. And so she, she sticks to her convictions, but it's done in such a way that it's not it doesn't make it weird or creepy or anything like that. Like she does it because he, he feels the same way. He just is trying to keep that line. But so she's, she's not subtle about it, but she's not demeaning or desperate. Desperate. Yes. Like she yeah. makes like comments here and there about things, but it's not done in such a way that it, it makes the story not work. Yes, I agree. Like, she doesn't make it easy on him mm -hmm. because she knows he feels the same way deep down. Right. And like, us as readers could also tell that. Mm -hmm. So that made it, that made it more understandable. It made it funny. It made it work as a romance because mm -hmm. we all know that he feels the same way and wish he would just kind of knock it off and like come to the realization. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it def it definitely worked. It would not have worked had you know we thought he actually didn't. Right. Well, and I think like part her. of it is the fact that Charlie sees him so clearly. Like she sees those walls that he has up, and like she doesn't learn about his firings because there's multiples. Like he does, she doesn't learn about that from anybody else. She wants to hear it from him. But it's a little bit later in the story when like he tells her everything, and she's been like chipping at his walls, like with other things and like trying to get him to open up about the reasoning behind like his convictions about these animals and why he feels a certain way so her like she's picking at him but she's also getting him to open up in a way that he hasn't done to anyone in a really long time right and it's like she's picking on him for his own good mm-hmm because she sees those walls and knows that, you know, it's not healthy and they need to come down one mm -hmm. way or another. So it might as well be her. Well, and she understands, like, she understands why, like, after he tells her everything, like, she understands why the walls are up. And she understands why he doesn't want the attachments. But at the same time, like, she sees that, like, he needs that. Like, he, he truly, truly wants that. And the way... <laughs> there's a moment that happens, like the petting zoo has been open and there is a moment that happens and Charlotte 
feels terrible because she feels that this moment is a defining reason that this place was a bad idea and that she made a mistake in the fact that like she when she has an idea she goes full speed mm-hmm. both feet and so she kind of she kind of flounders and spirals for a little bit but one thing i liked is there was no like third act breakup like they had this moment and she disappears yes. for a few hours because she is emotionally like spiraling but it is not because of something he did or he said or any like there's no miscommunication between the two of them it is an actual act of like nature yes i loved how it played out Mm -hmm. like i thought it was realistic i thought it made a lot of sense i thought Mm -hmm. it kind of made them grow as a couple and it wasn't like unnecessary drama thrown in Right. Well, and it really truly shows like how much, how big these two people's like characters hearts are and like the fact that they truly like they, their hearts are in the right place and they are really attached to these animals. Yes. Which like drove the point home that like the animals were like almost like people to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like family members. Mm-hmm, definitely. <clears throat> so let's talk about the supporting cast because there, there are a lot of supporting cast in this book, but sometimes it feels like you get so many extra people that it overtakes the story, but I didn't feel like you got that in this book. I did not read all of the Boys of the Bayou series just because I didn't have time. Like they're on my Kindle. I have them, but it's a matter of being able to read them all with like bam, bam, bam. And these are a little bit wordier sometimes. So I have to be in the mood for an Aaron Nicholas book. I love them, but I have to be in the mood for it. But I didn't feel like the extra characters was overpowering because they all had a purpose. They all had a place. Even the new couple of people we were introduced to in this book, like it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. So I hadn't read any of the Boys of the Bayou books. So I didn't read the previous series at all. Mm -hmm. It was on my TBR, but like I got an an arc of this book last year. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't have time to read all those. So we're just going to see if this is actually a standalone. (laughs) So I definitely thought it was. um, Mm -hmm. Like she introduced the characters in a way that it didn't tell their whole story. So you weren't like confused. They were just Mm -hmm. kind of introduced very naturally it did make me want to go back and read some of their stories Mm -hmm. which is always good but it didn't feel like I was missing a piece to the puzzle by not having read the stories exactly yeah I felt the same way because I read book one and I don't think I read the other ones but she gives you enough little like snippets and tidbits that you like know who they are and but that's that's it like there's not like this long drawn out explanation of any, who anybody is. It's just like, these are the, the cousins. These are the brother. Like she doesn't have brothers, but this is this cousin mm-hmm. set. And this is this cousin set. And this is how everybody mixes together because they, they really own this business mm-hmm. all together. And that's where this petting zoo even like came from. It's like, well, right. one's <laughs> that storyline is like kind of a voice of the Bayou. Like, she's continuing that but in such a way that it it works and it makes sense 
Right. And it was necessary to like for those characters to be in mm -hmm. the books because one, this is a spinoff series. So it would mm -hmm. be weird if there was no overlap, but two, like they're so close. Yeah. Like they run the, the like the businesses together, but mm -hmm. they all like genuinely like each other too. They do. So yeah. it, it would be kind of weird if they weren't involved and there weren't mm -hmm. a lot of these like side characters. No. Um, and I, think that I think that it works really well I do want to touch upon I don't want to like give anything away but what she does to the Porsche in Paris when she gets fired but the, like when we find out why it happens I'm like good for her like way to be way to take charge right yes I love that too no spoilers but I was I knew there was more to the story of course mm -hmm. But well, and once I found out, I was like, good for you. Like, I knew she had to have a reason, right? Well, but the and, actual reason. And you knew, like, when she came back and the way she reacted to Griffin, that it wasn't like some pat, like some guy that she had been with or some guy that she was dating, just in the way that Nicholas writes the storyline. Like, you knew there was nobody else, like, in, because she's gone for two months, like, after the wedding. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I really want to know what happened. But she, like, holds it for a long time I'm I like, know. Darn it. like it's brought up like two or three times and she's like and then and then nothing it was like it was a mean tease it was <laughs> it really okay. was so did you like this book yeah I really like this book how about you I did too um I always typically enjoy an Aaron Nicholas books in the family series that she creates, whether they're DNA or found families, mm -hmm. like they're well done, well executed. And I really just enjoy her writing. So who would typically like this book? I think anyone who's a fan of like family series, whether that be, you know, biological or found family, mm -hmm. anyone who enjoys rom-coms would probably like this too. Mm -hmm. And then anyone who likes animals in their books, I think would really like this book. Yeah, because this is animal heavy, but all good things. Um, <clears throat> and if you like a grumpy sunshine, because this is true grump and true sunshine, like there's no intermixing, like he is super grumpy. He's still kind of grumpy by the end, but he's not like <laughs> as grumpy. That's just who he is, okay? Yeah, he's just a little bit of a, a grumpus, but that's okay. So would you recommend this book? I would definitely recommend this book. I would too. And I, I have definitely recommended the Boys of the Bayou series just because I really enjoyed book one. But so yes, I would recommend this one as well. Okay, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at thebeast at bookcaseandcoffee.com. And thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.